0: get up before your kids get up and pursue your dream right yeah Yeah. you have time you just have to tell your time what you're going to do with it yes yes Yes. Yes. there you go that's good (laughs) because
1: most of us it's easier to sit and watch other people fulfill their dreams yeah
0: Mm -hmm.
2: All we
3: need Hey I'm glad you could join us for another episode of the Bridge podcast. I'm joined as always by Denise Harper and Bill Sammons, both of the morning show. How are you? Hello. Hello. It's good to see you both. Mark Dickey is here from the afternoon show. I'm here. Do you do you guys know
0: who goes first? Was that planned or just like you know it? Like, well who that's, goes first that's ingrained.
1: Denise, yeah. I couldn't even tell you who did go first. I, I, didn't I, <laughs> I don't think I I could either. <laughs> It's funny. I'm yeah. Andrew Jackson,
2: mm. Director of
3: Marketing at The Bridge. It's so glad that you joined us. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of following your dreams. But before we get there, I want to mention our sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. If you're ready for a beach vacation, then check into the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel. They're on Rehoboth Beach right there on the boardwalk. It's a perfect summer destination. Mm. So
2: Great way for you to have Sweet dreams. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you can find all the information about them at boardwalkplaza.com. Now, one thing we hear a lot, right, is, um, you know, follow your dream. What's your dream? I, you know, I, I, one day want to be a, so I thought real quick, I wanted to find out what your dream was either when you were a kid, what did you want to become? Or if you accomplished that, what are your dreams now? Where, where are you going? What are you going after? What are you chasing? Hmm. Me, Me?
1: <laughs> my dream when I was in college was to uh, have a Christian radio station. Well, that started uh, when I was uh, second year of college.:
3: Wow, yeah well that worked out yeah
1: <laughs> how often does that happen twice I, that's, <laughs> true. That's, that's true true. <laughs> true. yeah so i yeah i mean I, uh, a few times well actually most of the time early on i thought well, that's just silly mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um but i worked i started working in radio not christian radio i started working in radio and realizing how probably out of my grasp it was going to be but right kept praying about it real quick how old were you when that first station went on the air uh wow that's a good question um 31
0: Mm -hmm. okay all right so there's like a eight nine year yeah gap in that dream i just wanted to take note of that yeah yeah
3: Yeah. and you said like you had to go out and get equipped you had to do a lot of other stuff before the dream came to fruition yeah
1: okay i totally believe god was preparing me for Mm -hmm. that even though even when i questioned whether it was going to happen or not
3: right mm-hmm. you're banging around in the world learning what you needed to get yeah. equipped
1: yeah. that's cool start
2: yeah. walking yeah. in yeah. that direction yeah. 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 yeah 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 denise did you have a dream i did wow when i was little i wanted to be marie osmond <laughs> how'd that go <laughs> yeah i never there could quite get uh, there one. but <laughs> that's right you got to meet her <laughs> i did get to meet her and
1: you got to sing professionally i guess is that the part you wanted? that was mm-hmm.
2: yeah as i as i got older uh i that just really drew me to music. I just, any day of the week, night of the week, you would find me uh, singing into a hairbrush or something, you know? And as I got into high school, my dad asked me if I wanted to take voice lessons. And I thought, huh. I did say to him, am I that bad? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but all joking aside, I was really glad that, uh, that he asked me that because that helped propel me into that direction, uh, so that I could begin singing. And well, hmm. uh, very similar to what bill was saying you just start trying to get your feet wet you know if you're dreaming a dream i just started walking in that direction singing every opportunity that i got and one door after the other opened and a lot of experience across my path and the funny thing for me is that my dream began as wanting to sing but it wasn't just about singing a song or be it wasn't about being famous it was about Uh, encouraging people that was really my heart uh, because people that I had watched sing well people came away happy they had joy Mm. and I thought well I want to I want to be able to do that for people that's pretty cool and as I just dug deeper into what that really meant for me I realized that it was not necessarily about singing Mm -hmm. but it was the encouragement part of what that platform brought to me and um it's just kind of funny that then I walked into radio and I don't sing the song, but well, I get to right. share the encouragement, You're still doing which was the encouragement.
3: my heart. Yeah. Did you ever take a spiritual gifts test? I did. Did encouragement come up high on your list? Yes. Yeah. It did. So you were gifted mm-hmm. from the beginning mm-hmm. to be an encourager to bring joy to people's hearts and that's a passion for me and I look
1: like Donny Osmond so it's like full circle (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm.
2: and just like Maria stuck with Donny (laughs) (laughs) so
3: Mark what about you where where were your dreams as a kid where are they now
0: um so Everyone told me that I was going to be an architect. Just, and I feel like that's what they tell every kid who loves Legos. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, and that's basically, I just held on to that until I was 12. And I watched a making of the album video hmm. and became obsessed with drums. Hmm. And I thought the recording process was really, really neat for how to record bands and music right. and stuff. And hmm. so uh, from that moment on, from when I was 12 years old until now, it's something that I've kind of
3: never stop thinking about that's pretty cool that's one indicator right yeah when you have a dream it's something that's always on your mind it's always in your heart yeah that's cool when i was younger i always wanted to fly i wanted to be a pilot and um but i wear glasses i always have i've never had really great vision and um so i you know immediately thought that disqualifies me from any military service in flight and come to really? find out, I never knew that. Really? well, come to find out oh. <laughs> that was a lie I must have told myself oh. or that I heard oh. somewhere I along know. the line. Because later in life, um, when I got to experience my first flight lesson and when I got to get up and, and do more, I asked the pilot, you know, hey, I wanted to do this when I was a kid. But mm. I didn't go the military route because I was told I wouldn't wouldn't be able to fly. Mm. And he said, well, that's not accurate wow. today. Mm. If you can get corrected vision, you can fly. Hmm. So I thought, wow. oh man, I'm going to be a pilot again. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so that's still a dream in my heart. I would still love to get my private pilot's yeah. license. So, how
2: did you morph from that to what you are, what you do now?
3: Well, I, I would say I, I never pursued it as like a career dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if anything. Um, I don't think my my career has like, necessarily been arm in arm <laughs> with my dreams. I've I've learned how to do things. and I found my my strengths. And so I just serve uh, either businesses or individuals through my strengths. Mm-hmm. And one of the strengths that I have, I, I think, is storytelling. So I've I've also wanted to be a writer at some point. Yeah. So I'm working on that as well. Maybe do skywriting. You could have combined that would be <laughs> awesome. Yes, that would be really. But yeah. the messages are so short. So, <laughs> marry me. You can write. <laughs> you can
0: write haikus.
3: Right. Haiku. That's really good, Mark. Oh. I'd be
0: like, oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: That's great. That wasn't a pun. But no, yeah, we're was, all out of time today. For right. That was all yeah. we had. So, <laughs> haikus. I love to be on that for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we've, we've all had dreams as kids. Maybe they were fostered in us or maybe we abandoned them because we believed something that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But um, where have you found encouragement to pursue your dream as you were going along? Like Bill said, he was you know out there in the world bouncing around getting um, the skills or the experience that he needed to make his dream a reality. Um, I came to pursuing my dreams later in life. And in fact, it was through a book that Bill recommended called a million miles in a thousand years by an author named Donald Miller, where he was examining his life and figuring out, wow, if I want to have a better life, as far as a more enriched, fulfilled life and pursue my dreams, I need to start writing a better life. I need to start um, deliberately Mm -hmm. pursuing things that I want to achieve and going after them with, You know with purpose Mm -hmm. so anyway he's a great author i did a deep dive on him and really enjoyed his stuff so i came to that late later in life i tried to say well here's how you develop a dream and here's how you figure that out what were some encouragements or some resources that you had
1: along the line that you can remember i I don't remember having many Mm -hmm. um when i was in college and when i decided that i i when i studied journalism i thought i wanted to be a newspaper reporter this is i was i'm old enough this was during the right after watergate
2: oh, okay woodward and bernstein
1: mm-hmm. were heroes and i thought i wanted to be an investigative journalist and that's what i wanted to do and i i started working for a newspaper i didn't like it while i was still in college and i um asked my instructor if i could get an internship at a radio station instead of a newspaper and she said if i could line it up i could do that so i went to the local radio station and asked and they said yeah absolutely they were looking for free help Mm-hmm. And uh, they were willing to give me in as many hours there as I wanted for free. So that's what I did. <laughs> that's pretty wild. So, yeah. yeah. So I just started. Um, I just, honestly, I didn't even, if somebody would ask me what my dream was, I would tell them. But I didn't do much with it beyond that. Mm-hmm. I prayed about it and uh, just thought about it and just kind of left it, left it there. And mm-hmm. just kind of prepared, I guess, prepared myself. Even though... I mean, prepare myself for the opportunity to the opportunity, to, right? So I'd be ready if mm-hmm. if it was. So I learned that as much as I could about all aspects of broadcasting. I went into TV right. for a while, but I just tried to learn as much as I could, right? So I could be ready if the if the time if ever it came. opened up. But, but financially mm-hmm. was the big thing. I knew it's very expensive to you know to do it, and I just figured, well, I never had any money, mm-hmm. so I would never be able to do it. But one day, God opened the doors and and made it possible and i was fortunately i was in the place where i could do it that's awesome yeah that's really awesome mm-hmm. i think i think that's the one just really um you've you teach the dave ramsey uh, i do class, financial piece, mm-hmm. and i think that's one that's one component of uh of Dave dave ramsey's like foundation is to if you don't have debt mm-hmm. then you can it allows you to have the freedom that if God opens a door, you can go do it, as opposed right. to God opens a door and you're over here going, man, I would do that. I just can't afford it. That's right. And mm-hmm. I think it's that way with, with, with our whole life. And it's not just finances, but if you can prepare yourself with the right education, being in the right location, yeah. having your mm-hmm. finances in place, mm-hmm. then when the opportunity arises, you can walk through that door that's open. Mm-hmm. So I think that you just kind of have to set yourself up for it. Yep.
0: And and what a cool time period that we live in where you you might have to work 60 hours a week and not doing your dream mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not actively pursuing your dream but you can become a part of internet forums and mm-hmm. and do research that way and there's yeah. plenty of YouTube videos so yeah. even if you can't go to a formal school you can be learning and pursuing your dream yeah. in those you know hours between jobs mm-hmm. or but before the kids get up or anything i know andrew you say you try and get up at. i try you try and get up at. i don't know what an hour or two before your kids get up trying to get up
3: early so i can write yep yeah that's a good idea that's the pursuit yeah so it it has to be put in you know when when it's outside of the normal flow of what you do you've uh, no matter what your pursuit is you've got to sometimes especially if it's outside of your Mm day-to-day you've got to find extra time you've got to make extra time
2: create a space for it create a space Yep,
3: absolutely that uh
0: the the um the dream giver Mm -hmm. book you you recommended it to me
3: by bruce wilkinson Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah um It's super abstract in nature where the, the, the main character in the book, his name is ordinary, right? um, right. (laughs) and his best friend is somebody and, you know, ordinary wants to become a somebody. And one of my favorite things in that book is they refer to the TV Mm -hmm. as his box. Right. And he said, all the ordinaries go home and look at the box. Yes. Yeah. And so when he decided to pursue his dream, he gave his box away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can have my box. I don't need my box anymore.
3: That's right.
0: And mm-hmm. you know, it's just funny to me. It's kind of like a little trap where, it can be, where yeah. we, can, we can get stuck on this thing. And it's like, no, instead of watching the box, <laughs> get up before your kids get up and pursue your dream. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have time. You just have to tell your time what you're going to do with it. yes yes yes. there you go that's good because most of us it's
1: easier to sit and watch other people fulfill
0: their dreams yeah Mm -hmm. that's so this is a scary thing this isn't a tangent at all um have you seen there's kids who will create youtube channels of them playing with toys and kids Mm -hmm. will watch other kids play Mm -hmm. toys yep and it's like or, or watch other kids play video games. It's like you—you <laughs> you could play that video game, or you could go out yeah. and make a fort in your backyard. Like you don't have to watch other kids pursue your right. dreams. You grab right. it, wow. right? Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's so true.
3: Now, Mark referenced a great book. It's called *The Dream Giver* by Bruce Wilkinson.
2: I love this book.
3: So, some listeners might remember his name, uh,
2: *The Prayer of Jabez*. That's right. He wrote another that great book. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick little reads. Um, yeah. But powerful, wow! Yes, <laughs> powerful, and the first half of the Dream Giver is written in like a parable, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like Mark was sharing, um, with names. Everybody has a name, but it's uh, it's a group of people that may have impacted your life like the dream takers and right. the dream stealers right. you know and so you have to kind of watch along your pathway that there are people who will they will be envious of your dream mm-hmm. or they don't want you to succeed so they'll try and pull you back so that you don't move forward and um so i i love that book there's a segment in that particular book that talks about when you come to a certain point and God asks you to lay down your dream. Yes. Yeah. And that is such a hard place to be because we have had this dream sometimes all of our lives. Right. And it has been what has propelled us to move forward. And now, and, and we believe with all our heart that God gave us this dream. Why in the world are you asking me to give it back? Yeah, Mm -hmm. And that spoke so much to me when I read that book the first time Uh, because what he really wants is first to make sure that we want him more than we want the dream Mm -hmm. and that we trust him. What he's going to do with it is going to be bigger than we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I love that. And I've thought about different times in my life where he asked me to do that. And I'm so glad that for the most part, I trusted him enough with those. I think I stumbled along the way like we all do, but um, because when he gives that dream back, it is way bigger than we would have ever right. dreamed possible.
3: Right. He's taking it to his workshop and combining it with everything he's got yeah. Yeah. in store. So That's kind of the the season of
0: life I'm in right now. I, I've spent the last 16 years of my life pursuing recording and musicianship mm-hmm. and when I started working at the bridge, um, I've been having this dialogue with God over the last year. Like, all right, Mark, I, I use these things you love to get you to where you are right now. I don't need you to record bands or go play drums professionally. I, I need you to be a part of this Christian ministry. And it's been a strange, strange season thinking about that. It's like, Oh, like, that might have been it and i'm okay with it but i'm still i'm still Uh (laughs) i'm still working through it and like you said denise Mm -hmm. uh, a couple years from now he might give that back to me yes Mm -hmm. Um, i mean
2: my very first thought when you said that just now and that's very vulnerable for you to share that um my first thought was what if down the road like way down the road just (laughs) so you don't get any ideas um that you get the opportunity to work with bands to help them prepare music specifically for radio.
1: Mm. Because of what you know from radio? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. (laughs) You just, you never know. You just don't know. So when we, finally, uh, after, gosh, how many years, Mark kind of did the math, after 10 or 12 years of this dream, I had the chance to apply for a new radio station to build one Mm -hmm. and spent every penny that I had and went through a lot of a uh, lot of stuff and uh, there was another applicant so we were kind hmm. of the fcc was hmm. federal communications commission was trying to decide who was going to get it and at one point it uh, it died basically the hmm. dream after spending the money and having it the you know the apple hanging out here it went right, away right. and i was just devastated because i at that point knew oh god had been been preparing me for this yeah, the dream was right. going to come true he'd given me this dream and then and uh, I remember there was, was a uh, Denise knows, uh, an evangelist from uh, Brazil named Rick Bonfim Mm -hmm. who happened to be in town the week that the thing blew up on us and went away and I was just devastated and uh, my dad was friends with him and dad said, why don't don't, uh, Rick's preaching tonight, afterwards come over to the house and let him pray with you and maybe he can encourage you. I thought, yeah, I need that. That'd be great. So Rick comes over to the house late at night. We sit out on the sofa and on and I expected him to say, Don't give up. You know, it's your vision. God gave it to you. You know, I expected him to encourage me. We sat down and he prayed and then he looked at me and he said, um, God told me he doesn't care about your radio station. <laughs> and I was wow. I was like, <laughs> Well, thanks for coming right. over. I really I really <laughs> appreciated that <laughs> this was worth the drive <laughs> <laughs> but then he said what denise uh said a little a minute ago he cared more he said he cares about you mm-hmm. he doesn't care about your radio station mm-hmm. he's more interested now in how you're going to handle this and what are you going to do with this mm-hmm. and um that you are following his direction and not your own so work on that right now and forget about the radio station if god wants that to be resurrected he will do that mm-hmm. if he doesn't he won't do that worry about yourself so that's what mm-hmm. i tried to do and that's what mm-hmm. i did and it came back it okay. came back. obviously it came right. back yeah. and we got the radio station on the air maybe two years later after wow. that yeah wow so you never know you don't and and having this perspective right
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh of time and, yeah, and looking distance, back yeah mm-hmm. in the midst <laughs> of it like maybe like mark is yeah. you know it it's a little harder to wrestle with mm-hmm. so then um well, so when I was, um,
0: uh, earlier different situation in life, mm-hmm. um, I had an opportunity to, to do audio work in North Carolina and I wasn't sure if I should leave Delaware for the time being. And, uh, my father-in-law gave me this verse, uh, and he's given it to me a couple of times, uh, over the years, Psalm 37 verse four, take delight in the Lord <laughs> and he will give you the desires of your heart. And look, it's Look what I mm-hmm. have open on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that that's same scripture. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's that's really cool. And and he always encourages me with that because um, at face value, that verse, "Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you desires of your heart," is like a like a genie in a bottle type of thing. Yeah. Right, right. Like God's going to give you what you want, but mm-hmm. that first part is so key. Mm-hmm. Take delight in the Lord. Like if you if you just focus on God first. Yeah. Um, that's right. the The rest will follow, yeah. mm-hmm. and like you mentioned, Denise, you you could get something that's even bigger than your dream. Mm-hmm. My dream is just mark sized,
1: but yes. I can get a god sized right. dream given back to me.
2: That's yes, that's right.
1: even bigger than. Yeah, that scripture. I always misread that scripture. Mark is what I was going to mention in here because I always read it as the. The Santa, like the Santa Claus verse, <laughs> that if I you know follow the Lord, then he's going to give me whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what it really means, as you probably know, is that he will put the desire, his desire, yes. in my heart. That's mm-hmm. what it means. He's going to give me the desire. He's going to give me the desires, not the things that I want. So right. the things that I want, ultimately, if I take delight in him, are the things that he has given me to want, yes. which means the vision and so on is from yes. him. Yep. It was a whole, totally opposite of the way I, I grew up listening
3: or reading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more you focus on him and what he wants to get done in the world, and and the things that light him up, get him excited about participating in life with us, the more your heart is drawn mm-hmm. towards alignment with mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So then, if if he has put these desires in our heart, and we, you know, we come to that point where we can recognize, wow, that would be a really Cool thing to pursue having a Christian radio station. That would be a really cool thing, you know, to pursue, um, you know, working with the music industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be a really cool thing to encourage people through music and bring joy to their heart. Or that would be a cool thing to be a sky high writer with short, maybe <laughs> verses I could put up in the, But, you know, it would be a cool thing, but that cool thing was what God planted in your heart originally because mm-hmm. He has something He wants to get done. So then what what are God's dreams for the world? What is he trying to get done? And, you know, how do we step into that? How do we help co-create, as Donald Miller would say?
0: I can't ever get away from the phrase. Uh, it's a dated phrase, but I love it. Um, making God famous. Like, that's his goal for this world, is that that everyone would know that he is mm-hmm. Lord, that, that everyone would proclaim that that he is king. And... Uh, that's what it boils down to.
3: Making him known. Yeah.
0: And so whether it's through your integrity in pursuing your dreams or when God gives you a position wherever you are, if you're at the bottom of the ladder or the top, that you would be giving him the
3: glory for everything that's happening in your life. Right. Yep. Yep. I know Donald Miller has made the statement that um, God is in in the business of saving many lives, and when we have the opportunity to do something um, and, you know, work with God to get it accomplished, the ultimate goal is to save many lives. You know, whatever we might be working towards, if we're aligning our story with his, then it's going to save many lives. And that that could be on a local scale, you know, you could be doing something with a local mission or it could be on a global scale where you're setting up a foundation to help people who are trafficked and you're getting them out of that, out of that life. Um, Whatever it is, when God has put those desires in your heart and you align yourself with him, uh, he comes beside you and co-creates that outcome that he's looking for in the world. So
1: don't and and don't let the uh, the naysayers even if it's your uh, your family mm-hmm. talk you out of it, if you know God gave it to you. Mm-hmm. I remember when um when I found out that there was a new FM frequency available for this area and I decided I was going to spend all the money I had and then some to apply for it. I told my dad assuming he would be as, as excited as me. <laughs> and the, I'll never forget the fir- first thing he said to me was, "Wow, okay. Well, I've wasted money on dumber things." Mm. Oh, And fast, okay, so yeah, that was... Shot me to the heart. Right, so, right. yeah. <laughs> and he probably doesn't even remember saying that, but boy, do I. No, no. All yeah. right, years later, my dad, he was a farmer. He, he, a lot of you know his story. Mm-hmm. He was a farmer. He quit, went to Bible, he became a Christian, mm-hmm. went to Bible college, came back, was an evangelist, and felt like God was telling him to start a church. He comes to me and says, <laughs> you know, thinking about starting a church, and I said don't do it dad you know you're right you're 50 years old do you know the hassle that goes with that and oh uh. and
2: and you'd be making me a pk so right so he, <laughs> yeah. so he did it
1: anyway because god was directing him that way yeah. and you know started eagles nest church at the, it was the biggest church in the county and it's you know, other churches have come from that. Hundreds yes. of people have come lives to the Lord, and mm-hmm. th- yeah, thousands of lives changed, and Christian school c- came out of it. And, and and even this radio station that through right. the bridge wouldn't have happened without that church. So thankfully, he didn't listen to me either. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm mean, important to listen to your family. But if God has given you that desire of your heart, put yes. that desire in yes. your heart, just. Just focus on that and not all the naysayers. And along with the desire, he puts the giftings
3: in. Right, Denise? Yeah. Like your uh, your gift of encouragement. Um, not everyone has the gift of encouragement. And that he would put a desire in your heart to bring joy to people through music and song, right, or through words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And then to gift you with that spiritual gift. It's it, it's all his doing.
2: I really thought from, from the start that it was going to be all about music and, um, and he gave me the opportunity to sing, you know, in multiple places. And it was funny because I had, my dad really wanted me to go to college to become a music teacher to become a teacher because mm-hmm. I'd said, you know, from the time I was little, I, I wanted to teach. And, um, but I did not, but it was like a repellent. I just mm. could not get my, my brain or my heart wrapped around that. But I walked through the process of getting ready. I was going to go to Bridgewater College. One day during that summer between my senior year of, you know, after I'd graduated and when I was supposed to go away, Mm -hmm. I walked in the living room and my mom was watching a television show. This is also going to date me called (laughs) the PTL Club. (laughs) based in Mm -hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina, and at the time, ministry, it had a television ministry, but there was so much else that was going on in Charlotte there, and they were talking about their college,
1: Hmm.
2: and that they had um, a college that you could, at that time it was accredited, and I looked at my mom, I sat right down on the sofa and said, I think I'm supposed to go there. Wow. And my mom said, really? (laughs) Okay, you get to tell your father. <laughs> but I tell you what I did. I enlisted a couple of spiritual dads that I was really close to. I asked if they would pray with me hmm. about it. People that I re- One was my pastor, and one was another uh, who was a really close friend of our family. And they both prayed with me for a couple of weeks about it. And one night we sat down around the dinner table, and I said to my dad, I really think God is calling me to do this. And between the time that I saw it on television and the time that I actually was preparing to go, they had lost their accreditation. Mm. The college was closed. And they decided when I, I, I still I said, I still believe I'm supposed to go. And my dad turned to the pastor and said, what am I supposed to do with this? I really think she needs to get a college education. But she's saying God's telling her that she's supposed to go to this place. They don't even have a college anymore. And I said, I just really think I'm supposed to be there. And I'll never forget the pastor looking at my dad and saying, you know, you've brought her up to love God, to recognize his voice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And maybe you should trust that he's really speaking to her. And so we packed up and we went to Charlotte oh and when we got there discovered they had started an internship program and they were out of thousands of applications accepting two people no for kidding. the music program to sing with the group on the television during camp meetings oh during the seminars and all of the things that were, I learned so much that year that I was there and did you get one of the two? I was one of the oh, two. Excellent. I figured How you were just going to say I didn't get that? one of the
3: two. I just hung out on the no, side. No, no, you <laughs> got one of the two positions.
2: Wow, It was so crazy, and I that was one of those things, one of those moments for me. I think early, I was pretty young, wow. and I, and I, and I really felt like God was speaking to me, mm-hmm. saying, "If you will trust me and listen for my voice, I will guide every step that mm. you take." Mm. And when that term was done, you know, I had another opportunity open for me to travel on the road. And I have watched him do all that, thinking that my dream was about singing and that was what he was going to have for me to do. And when um, when I really said, I just want what you want, then uh, I kind of fell into radio. But I know Mm -hmm. that he had purposed it all along.
3: Mm. That's amazing. (laughs) What a great story. So. After discussing all of this and, and pointing to a few resources that have helped encourage us, I think one of the great things to think about here is that there's your dream. There's the thing which he placed inside of you, that idea or that passion or that desire, which is unique and one-of-a-kind combination of desires and giftings that God has given you. And then there's God's dream, the way that he wants to change the world, the way he wants to draw people to himself and save many lives. And you can be you know, completely sold out to your dream or you can listen to his guiding as Denise did and you can get your dream aligned with his dream and be part of that story that he's writing. So we hope that this has encouraged you if you're following your dreams or pursuing your dreams now, or if you're still trying to form your dream and find out what it is God has called you into. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app and get the latest podcast episodes. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. And please provide feedback and suggestion for shows when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website at 887thebridge.com.